<laughs> well, when the cops back, Jeet, you're just kind of hanging out today. <laughs> Special guest. Special guest. Co-host. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward when you have the new co-host, the cop showed up. <laughs> it's like getting caught cheating on your wife. Good day. You are Not listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. The podcast episode two eighty nine. What's up, it's your boy the Ted Smith. Will be hosting this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, actually, he's to the right of me, and he's here in studio. He goes, he's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Nasdaq taking heavy damage today as the Wuhan virus continues to foil Apple's best effort of on-time iPhone delivery this spring. Closer to home, shares the podcast trending upwards this week as Cobb's back in the city, Matt's backstage of the Dragons, Ted back squatting numbers in the gym, and getting numbers on the street. Will shares break the 200 mark? We'll find out at 6. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, getting the cups of water where they need to be. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hi, Ted. How you doing, man? Great. Pleasantly uh, surprised to see Cobb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cobb got yeah, me too. Town. All right. The voice you just heard there, that's uh, Jeets from, uh, obviously does weekends here on 99.9 KSW. Uh, if you've listened to the station, you know Jeets. Uh, this is my fourth time in on the podcast. You, know what, I, you know what I was thinking about? So uh, I'm the greatest fill-in co-host of all time on the podcast. But the last time I filled in uh, was almost five years ago to the day. All right. You know how I know that is because the last time I filled in on the podcast was the day I got fired from Hot 103. So, oh, that's right. Oh. And so I was called into the office and I got fired. <laughs> they were right. like, thanks, but no thanks. And I remember I committed to you to do the podcast that <laughs> night. So one of the first questions, I just got my dreams crushed, right? They're like, beat it, kid. And I said, can I still fill in on the podcast? And they went, sure. And so that was almost five years ago. All right. It's good to be back. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt. Oh, man. Uh, I got to check my emails, actually. I might not work here anymore. <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift to come here on the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. But it's a curse because you might get fired. <laughs> Are we the new, uh, what's that, the, um, what game is that, the cover, the Madden curse? Madden or curse? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, First, I just wanted to mention again, uh, Cageport MMA coming up Saturday. That's going to be a big one, man. Got a lot of people fighting. Matt's going to be down there with me. So excited. It's going to be insane. I just keep telling everybody, like, I'm going to cage fights, and I know two people in two different fights, and it's wild watching one of your friends get locked into a cage until one of them is either knocked out or taps out. Yeah, and that's going to be a big Or they could win, right? Yeah, yeah. Good point. You're getting knocked out or tapped out. Jesus. I'm like, have a little more faith, man. Uh, <laughs> also, this will be the first show we've had uh, since, unfortunately, we lost uh, Rich, who was our matchmaker and everything. Rich was always the guy. They like, just set up all the great fights and everything. Uh, so it's be an emotional night, but that's part of the reason Ju- uh, Juicy J, Julian Arosa, he was part of Rich's gym and everything. It's part of the reason he's coming back to fight on this card. So we're gonna name the uh, we're gonna have like fight of the night named after him and stuff too. So it'll. It'll be a big night. I, I am I am sad that we have some of the fights on there, the reason, but I am as a fight fan, I'm excited to see them. Oh yeah, dude, sense. those fights are incredible down there. I'm honestly I watch a ton of UFC and uh and Pride and I'm like blown away at 
how good the quality is down there, especially for being a local fight production promotion. Yeah. And like you're you're just right up on the action. So like you see something on TV, and I feel like you're a little bit removed from it. You know, you're like, oh, okay, that was a nice leg kick, whatever. When you see it live, and you hear that like snap of the leg against the shin bone, like it's a whole different energy. That's what I always say, man. I tell everybody, like, uh, like they're like, oh, I've never been to a fight. I said, well, come come to Cage Sport, watch it. You will learn to respect a body shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, seriously. When you hear that flesh getting hit, and you're just like, oh, God, that really hurts. And on TV, it's like, yeah, body shot. And that's the thing. You cannot resist going, oh, right? Like, you just oh, physically, yeah. the sound comes out of your face. Uh-huh. And there's an energy in the crowd, too, because you know 50% of the guys in there fight, A. Like, everyone's, like, just, you know, itching for something. Like, you can feel a tension in the crowd, especially between the two camps, because they're not very far away. Their guys are fighting in the cage. Like, you know, there's... Yeah, there's definitely a vibe in there. Yeah, and there's always some some hot women and stuff. I mean, it's it's an animalist animalistic kind of environment. I love it though. Primal, primal, it's primal. I'm sold. <laughs> uh, all right, so Cobb's uh, back in town. We we were just talking off the air, and we'll start with the XFL. Number one, I will say this: I went to the Seattle Dragons home opener. Go Dragons! Go Dragons! <laughs> went down beforehand and pre-gamed a little bit. Thank you to everybody that said hello. I go to a lot of sporting events, a lot of Seahawks games, a lot of Sounders games. It was unbelievable walking into King Street. I mean, I felt like everybody there was like, Ted, like, big fan of the men's room. It, it was unbelievable. And then, so two things. Number one, I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is our crowd. And number two, I kept messing with everybody like, you got good seats? And everybody go, actually, I have great seats. It's like, well, yeah, they only saw the lower ball. <laughs> yeah, everyone has great seats. But yeah, that price point is good. Like, everybody got a good seat. Like, it, it, was, it was a thing. Dude, it looked like it was a hit or two, man. I mean, I watched just like a little bit of it on the live stream, and it looked awesome. Plus, from the photos I saw, it seemed like a real production. Well, then you got to give a shout out to Seattle because, like, the average attendance to these games has been like what seventeen, eighteen thousand, almost thirty thousand people showed yes. up to uh, uh-huh. the home opener, and everybody noticed it. Well, that's like he—I've been telling people too. When something in the Northwest is liked by people in the Northwest, they're all in. Yeah. Right. So now it's a football town. You can't deny that. So it's like, oh, more football. We're in. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of a recent. Uh, I feel like growing up, Seattle wasn't really like a sports town. You know, it's kind of sleepy. We had the Seahawks, but they weren't really doing much in the kingdom. We had the Mariners, had a couple decent seasons. And obviously, like, you know, the Sonics had a run in the R. 90s. 95, 90s. Oh, God, I know, dude. Don't get me started. 95, 97. But it wasn't really like a sports town until, like, the Seahawks really came out and were crushing it. And then, you know, UW went on a hot streak. And now it's like, okay, like, this is a legit sports town now. I think you could make the argument that UW was the biggest football program in this town for 30 years. I mean, that was a 91 team and stuff. And, like, Husky Stadium's massive. But I don't think it always translated to Seahawks fans. Yeah, they switched. So the city was known for basketball, in my opinion. Like, growing up, it was like, we're a basketball town, and then UW has football on lock. And then it flopped. And because there was a couple really good UW basketball teams right as the Seahawks got hot initially, like back in the Sean Alexander days, probably what, 2001? So, what are those, the Romar days? Uh, are you talking about UW? Oh, that's right. You're talking about UW basketball, right? No, yeah, so, no, I was talking about um, UW yeah, football. Sorry. I was talking wow. about UW basketball was got. So, in the 90s, um, the Seahawks were not great, um, but no. the Sonics had a couple great teams, 95, 97. Um, and so. 
Um, and then, you know, the Mariners obviously like came in a little bit after that, but then it flopped. So then right when Sean Alexander was the running back for the Seahawks, they had uh, what, Max Strong, a couple other guys, Hasselbeck. Oh, yeah, Hasselbeck. Yeah, they there. went on a good streak. And started to, Jackson. Yeah, made the playoffs. We want the ball. We're going to score, that whole thing. And then at that time, that's right when UW basketball got hot for a minute and UW yep. football went cold. Isaiah and so Thomas flopped. and all that. Yeah, yep. dude, so that exactly. is Romar, right? That is Romar, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're talking about the coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember those days. Because I remember going down once, like when I first moved here, right? So it's like '05, and we went down the Sluggers to watch. God, this sounds so old, but like you couldn't see all the tournament games. You had to go to a place that had multiple TVs. <laughs> right. yeah. So it's like me, Thrill, uh, his girlfriend now wife, then girlfriend now wife, and we're at Sluggers on a on like a Saturday or Sunday, just getting wasted. Watching basketball, and I went over to that. What's that? The Triangle, that old oh, the bar. Triangle mm-hmm. Pub, yeah. Right. So I walk in there, and UW had just played, and there's all these signs that are like Romarville, Romaville, whatever. And this guy looks at me wearing a Maryland hat. He's taller, and just like, "Is that a little turtle?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" What? <laughs> He's like, "We got any hat there, turtle?" Like this is Romar country. I was like, "All right, yeah, my bad." <laughs> I was like, "I was like." I just I think I was buying like a pack of cigarettes or something. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get out of here. But he seemed offended that I wore another team's basketball colors in there. Uh, so the XFL was fun. Like I said, thanks to everybody that said hello pregame and stuff. Uh, and shout out to the Dragons. Uh, the red zone suite was pretty nice. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, the pictures look great. Man, Miles was chatting up uh, uh, Cam for a while. Oh, Cam Chancellor. Yeah, he was just sitting in the suite next to us. And I look out there, and I was like, Miles was chatting him up for a second. I was like, does he know he's talking to Cam Chancellor? <laughs> yeah, who's Cam Chancellor with? He was with... Uh, KJ was Wright. Oh, yeah, KJ, right. KJ Wright. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's who he went with, but yeah. They were chopping it up on the sidelines. You know, I think that's what the XFL's doing, too, because I was watching the L.A. game, and they had, uh, they had Todd Gurley... Gurley. And uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin well, Gordon. They were both there. The so yeah. they're kind of like, oh, you're with the NFL? All right, come on. Tell us how great our sport is, you know, to get a little cred. That makes sense. It kind of legitimizes it. If they're watching, you're like, oh, the pros are watching? I should be watching. Have you? All right. So you, I will say, though, watching the XFL on TV is awesome. Like the quick interviews and stuff. Like, oh, my God. I love the TV broadcast. Especially after an interception or a missed field goal, right? And they, they go on. straight to the kicker or the quarterback. Microphone straight in the face. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I said this last week, but I still love the guy from Seattle. Like, like I was in open space. Give me the ball. Real dogs out here. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and then finally this weekend, I saw a nine-point play on Saturday. Oh, you saw one? Oh, my God. I've been on Sunday. Yes. Right? Somebody scored one. But I had been going on and on. I needed injected in my veins. <laughs> and then I was like, nine-point play. <laughs> Which also, if I'm an XFL coach, start going for three all the time. Oh, yeah, why not? You know what the underrated rule in the <laughs> XFL is? Is that the coach can talk to, like, uh, the skilled players, too. Because oh, like, yeah. So, so, like, the receiver, if they're lined up uh, wrong or whatever, the coach can be like, hey, uh, you're lined up wrong. Go to the other side or whatever. Because, like, I don't watch football to see uh, an illegal formation or a guy run the wrong route or whatever. So I, I think that's an actual awesome rule that the NFL should probably think about doing, too. Do they turn the um, the speakers off during the play, or can they talk while the play's going? No, they could talk the whole— I, Maybe when the play starts, but I, I know— unlike Because the NFL cuts off at, like, the 15-second yeah. mark. Yeah. 
Whereas this, the coach could talk to him and all the skill players, not the linemen, can hear him the whole time. Oh, whoa. So some of the offense coordinators like kind of shut up around five seconds as they don't. And some of them are just like, like yeah, break right, turn, yeah. turn, turn. And they had to get a dump button. Like Norm Chow used to be a famous offensive coordinator and stuff. They cut to him. It was just like, like used to be. X33. Yeah, yeah. Once, and it was just like, well, he's clearly. It's cursing a lot. <laughs> Not happy about something. I also love that Bud Light's a sponsor, the Bud Light Seltzers, and they just keep showing guys in the locker room just oh, crushing, crushing in the crushing locker room. They're, yeah, they're oh, shotgunning they're seltzers. Yeah, yes. Wow. You, win a, like, you don't need to win a championship. You win a game. Wow. Get on it, boys. Dude, I love that man. That's hilarious. I was actually honestly shocked that Bud Light came out with the seltzer. I mean, I knew White Claw hit hard, but I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah, it's got people on the run. Mm-hmm, for real. Have you guys seen that new seltzer called Nude? No. Oh, finally, an alcoholic beverage that warns you you're going to have to apologize to the Burger King down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it just a hard soda water? Yeah, it's just basically like White Claw, but it's called Nude. I saw it at a Hagen's. Like, I've seen it locally. Mm-hmm. And but they have one. It's that... just a white box, and in black letter says Nude. <sighs> hmm. No I'm flavors. Pum- yeah, I'm pumped about the like seltzer waters taking off in general, man. That's my kind of alcohol. Just like nice, easy to drink. Can drink a bunch of them. A little citrusy. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, last summer, you know, uh, our buddy Tara's party, great party. I showed up great with those party. seltzer waters. People loved them. She was at the Dragons game. She, I don't know. I saw her beforehand. Oh, nice. She came into King Street, and I was like, I'm sitting there with, with Joe, and I'm like, Tara, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, well, getting drunk. Nice, and she's fun. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to her last night. We have a we have a whole day planned that I will tell you about later. Nice. Uh yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the other thing. Like, everybody I know in, t- in town was at this game. That's Okay, yeah. And my cousin it. Tom back, back in Baltimore, again, he was at the Defenders game again, and he was like, dude, the price is correct. Like, my kid gets to go on the field beforehand and meet the players. I was like, that's a power dad move. To your that point, is. my social media feed was nothing but pictures of CenturyLink Field and people in Dragon's gear. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. We might have a new team, boys. It's just I, well, I am, we do. Yeah, <laughs> they're here. They played last week. Go Dragons! <laughs> they got another home game this week in in Seattle. Oh, by the way, if the playoffs started today, the Dragons are in. Yeah, I saw that. The West is weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many teams are there total? Do you guys know? Eight. There's four. Yeah, four per conference. So, oh, okay. nice. So basically, cool. the top two from each conference play in the conference championship, and then go on to the whatever XFL champion. Have they named it? Is it just the XFL championship I game? I haven't looked World it up enough. Championship, the Extreme Bowl <laughs> or something. <laughs> Dude, they should go full college and just let Cheez Its or somebody sponsor it. Oh yeah, they should let Extreme Warheads sponsor it. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, that was a great time. Uh, good again. I, can't tell you how nice it was and how nice people were. It was, it was great to see people. And uh, yeah, if you if you saw the game, you might have saw me in the first half, and that's sweet. I was very <laughs> I was very confident in the first half. I was talking trash about the over and the offense is going to open up this week. Like one thing I learned in the XFL: take the freaking under. Yeah. Well, that's the other cool thing about the XFL. They're all in on the uh, betting aspect. On gambling. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they they will update the lines after each score, so you can go make a like last second bet or a <laughs> mid game bet. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked they had it in the ticker at the bottom during the game, like where the yeah the over unders there and then the there. point spreads there. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> uh, next weekend I'll be in Vegas. I'm gonna take a hundred bucks and just throw it on a random team. Dragons. Team. You gotta put on the dragons, man. Put on the dragons. Who are <laughs> no. they playing? I, I gotta know. see the line. <laughs> I, I cannot name a single other team in the league. <laughs> 
Oh, the Vipers. The hated Tampa Vipers? Yes, Tampa Bay Vipers. We all hate them. We just beat them. Uh, They look like they have watermelons on their head. Houston Roughnecks. Dallas Renegades. DC Defenders. Uh, What's LA called? LA's the... Enforcers? Are they the Enforcers? There's an Enforcers. Isn't there? Jesus. I just watched LA. I can't remember. St. Louis Battlehawks. Wildcats. Ah. Oh, the Wildcats. All oh, right. I feel like the XFL named their teams kind of like the way minor league baseball teams name their teams. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, look. Now, granted, again, I'm at a bar pregame and having a blast. But I was like, you know what? F*** it. Breathing fire is a great hashtag. <laughs> 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 Matt was with me a couple weeks ago when I was telling somebody else, like, I'm going to come into that stadium <sighs> like breathing fire. <laughs> like, You're going to die. <laughs> Did you see the dragon onesies that people yes. were rocking? All, yeah, we had that idea last week. I'm sure we weren't the only ones, but I was no. like, they probably listen to the podcast. Yeah, maybe, and then my buddy, not. my buddy Brett, he did it either way. He was wearing, he was rocking one with his wife at the game. Ted, here's my real question for you: Did you get on the big screen as planned? At some point, I think we were because people sent, people emailed me pictures of of me sitting there. Oh, nice! Hell so, yeah, yeah. a boy. Yeah. Here's a real question: Thirty thousand last week. How many did they get this week? They Ooh. they double it up. They go thirty thousand again. Are they going to open the upper section? That's now, a real question. I think that you're right. This is the whole thing with the XFL. I think they still have close to those numbers this week, but that's the whole question. Is like, can you sustain sustain this as it goes right. on? Right. I want to go to a game. I'm going to be gone this weekend, but I would love to go to a game. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I got uh, Cage Sports. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the game this weekend. <laughs> you're not gonna be getting trashed in the game before you go hosting. <laughs> right. Seems seems I, like the right. Call. I do like. I saw Ted get tagged in a couple different pictures, and it's like. I could just see how drunk you were. Oh, so the, the, yeah, the just like you, your face, like your smile, your eyes, and it's like that one was in the second half. That one, was... oh, that's fourth quarter, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You could definitely tell the people I took pictures with pregame. Like, oh, there's two minute warning, Ted. Someone get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, overtime, Ted. Overtime, overtime, Ted was not there. <laughs> Somebody texted me. Overtime, Ted wasn't at Sluggers. <laughs> no. Somebody texted me after the game, like, Rally Ted. And I was like, Rally Ted had way too much before the game. Rally, yeah, Ted, Rally Ted's cooking food. You're like, Dragons are up by eight, but I'm rooting for the tie. I need overtime Ted. <laughs> Come on, Vipers. Uh, all right, as long as we're talking uh, sports. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Houston Astros. So now when this cheating thing came out, I was kind of like, I don't know, run of the mill, like, well, it's baseball, people steal signs, it was bad what they did, but, you know, like, everybody should calm down. And then last week, they finally had a press conference, and they were really, like, not really apologetic at all, and the owner was like, I don't think this affected the game. So now I'm like, throw the goddamn book at them. Ban them from postseason play. Like, I, it's almost like them not owning up to admitting not to cheating has made it worse for me. Wait a minute. Have you heard Carlos Correa's excuse why uh, Altuve didn't rip off his shirt? Right, because his, his wife didn't want to get his sh- shirt ripped off. Or because he also had a half-finished bad tattoo. Right, so now you have two excuses. Kyle, right. do you know about the buzzer? I don't know about the buzzer. All I know about the Houston Astros is that they were stealing signs from catchers and somehow communicating them to the person batting Have you coffin. seen the movie Casino? No. You've not oh. seen the movie Casino? Sorry. Oh, my God. So here's two it things. It drives Ted crazy. Dude. I know no pop culture whatsoever. It, num- <laughs> number one, 
was they were relaying them to the dugout, and at certain points they were hitting trash cans to give the batter a signal. If they hit it this many times, it was a fastball. This many times, curveball. For the whole season or the playoffs? Both. Okay. But then they're also talking about in the playoff. I don't know if it was regular season or play, but definitely in the playoffs that they were wearing like electronic buzzers, so somebody could tap something, and if it buzzed you three times, you know a curveball's coming. You can keep the money or choose the hammer. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. So that's right. He's referencing a guy cheating and gambling and casino. So that's the whole point of like. So then there's this famous thing where he hits a home run and he's like, "Don't take my jersey." He off. doesn't just hit a home run. He hits a home run to send the in the bottom of the ninth. To send the Astros to the World Series, right? Yeah. And as he's circling around third, the, you know, as they do, they go crazy and stuff, and people go to like mob him, and he's making sure his shirt stays on. Yeah. Now, a lot Carlos, of people are rip it off. Now, Carrera's excuse is, well, his wife uh, wouldn't appreciate it. Or, and then he goes, and he had a half finished tattoo that it would embarrass him. I'm going, get out of here. You <laughs> just hit a home run. To send your team to the World Series. And the thing you're thinking about is a half-finished tattoo or what this dude's wife would think. Yeah, I was like, you guys are the worst liars ever. But that was his point. His, he was, that was the first excuse he came up with. Was, well, you guys took off my shirt the first time. My wife doesn't want me being shirtless on TV, which is already pretty weak. Like, you're a pro athlete. Real weak. And One then, out of And ten. then to come in with the other <laughs> excuse, it's just like, what? And then, yeah, that press conference last week was pathetic. I mean, they, not only... They just weren't apologetic. So I think a lot of people are like me now. They're like, F them. What pisses me off is you could easily come up with a better lie. How could you be that bad of a liar, right? Yeah. You can be like, well, I didn't want to mess up the jersey because whatever. It's going to be a part of team history, and I didn't want to mess it up. Or So was it obvious on the footage that he's like pulling his jersey yeah, down? He's and literally it became... holding it like this, and he's like, like. No, 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 so it became like a big thing. <clears throat> right. I, I mean, so that, in hindsight, you go back and you can connect those dots. Right. You would have noticed the theory the time. that's true. Right. Wow. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that so the electronic buzzard, they haven't proven yet, but also them hitting the trash cans and everything has been around since like 17. And it took a couple of years for all this stuff to come out. So I think a lot of baseball knows what's going on. And the more they don't just, I mean, at this point, just lay on the sword, just say, hey, look, we're, we screwed up. We shouldn't have done this. But they haven't done that. So I think the buzzer thing is going to come back to haunt them more. At some point this season, they're going to find him guilty of that as well. Okay, well, let me ask you. To talk about this, I feel like we need to cover one other issue, which is what are your thoughts on the whole deflate gate thing? Uh, I, I mean, I think that gave maybe a little bit of competitive advantage. But I do think this apples, is little apples and oranges. Apples and oranges, yeah. just scale. Was, wasn't there something where um, – the Patriots at one point were either they were either watching other teams practice or they were stealing calls via the radio. Was that was they was were that legitimate? they got caught filming other teams' practices and then they got caught this year filming another team during during their <laughs> they game. Said it was for a documentary yeah. or something. <laughs> it was a bang, and it was a Bengals game, a team a that they should like mop the field with, right? Right. So, I mean, that sounds hilarious. Deflategate is cheating, but I just think much different levels. So my brother is a very good baseball person, right? So we were talking about last week. Because I called him, I was like, man, screw him now. And he just brought up very good points to me of, like, it's not even a matter of a pitch you know is coming to hit it. But, like, if somebody has a nasty, uh, I don't know, slider, slider or, or something that's going to fall off, like, you would never swing at it. You know it's going to fall off the table yeah, and be a ball. you lay off. Right. You lay off. So you're, you're extending. Huge advantage. Extending at-bats and this and that. Yeah, it goes a long, long way. So we were talking about gambling earlier. Did you see the line Vegas set at 83 and a half? How many players are going to get plunked? Intentionally plunked this yeah. season because uh, the theory is that the rest of baseball's pissed. 
Yeah. So they're just going to be throwing flamethrowers at their head all season long. <laughs> yeah, I think they, I think they're going to get hit a lot. I wow. think, to be honest, at this point, the Astros have to go full villain, right? They have to just be like, yeah, we cheated, but we still got the trophy, and they got to come out to every game ready to fight after every bean. I mean, look, I'm ready to go to the like, – I was telling Mike Hall, you know, Miles to throw, I go, look, here's when the Astros are in town for two midday, midweek games in, like, uh, I don't know if it's April or something. I was like, we are going and we're just to boo the Astros. Wow. We should all bring trash cans and bang on them. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take a lot of heat. Well, here's the thing. So they got to keep the trophy, right? So yes. far. Or is that up Which for debate? Because so I was going to say, it's somewhere people out there. are half and half. I mean, look, it's a millionaire, but somewhere out there, Reggie Bush is walking around with no Heisman, you know? So I feel like you got to pull that thing back. So I don't think you could take away the championship. Like, you can keep the banner, keep the trophy, but I do think you should ban them for three years from postseason. Just straight up, you guys can't compete in the postseason? Correct. So you could have the best record in the league, but you don't get to play for a championship. And as, in fairness, the team they beat, the Dodgers, were like, we don't want your pity trophy. Yeah. Let the Astros keep it. They're like, look, at the end of the day, we didn't get the final out of the World Series, and we didn't get to like dogpile each other and spray champagne on each other, so we don't want the trophy. Let them keep it. I also think, I think that's fair. My question for Ted is, Is it in, for you, is the sanction a gamesman like... They messed up this game, so I want them to suffer in the game. Or is this that plus economic damage to the franchise owner? Oh, I didn't even think about economic damage to the franchise owner. Because yeah, that's like, I mean, I just think they should get. I just think they should. There's got the at this the city point, needs to suffer. That's what you're saying. Yeah, the city of Houston. Because right must now, burn. like the you're talking about a GM and a coach got fired. All right, but like, there's not a lot of stuff for the players, and also there's pitchers that gave up massive hits and home runs. And that, yeah, that affected right. them, you know, and it's like, that's not fair. Like, you were sitting on pitches. So I think, they, and then to come out, if they had just said, look, we got caught up in winning, blah, 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 I wouldn't be as upset. But that press conference last week was pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it is crazy, too, the, like, double speak or whatever, he was like, oh, it didn't affect the outcome of the games. And he's like, I didn't say it didn't affect the outcome of the games. Have you seen that little mashup? Yeah. 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 Oh, so, the owner? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's my point, too. I think at this point, you got to drop the hammer on them somehow. But I don't think you take down the banner or take the trophy back. Yeah, I feel like as far as, you know, dropping the hammer, you can never go full. What was that, TCU? They got like the SMU. Black, uh, SMU. SMU, yeah. Yeah, I think that, penalty, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that was too wild. Like, you don't want the, the Astros to no longer exist. You want to be wiped clean off the earth. But I feel like, yeah, three years feels about right. I think I might be with you on this one, Ted. For the first time ever in sports history, I think I actually agree with you. Jeets? <laughs> Uh, to throw it back to the XFL, I saw an XFL account said uh, the Roughnecks won a game, yeah. and it said finally Houston can enjoy a team that didn't cheat to win. <laughs> oh, I like, I like, yeah, <laughs> I like Dallas still can't win. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, like I, I, I just at this point, like I am just pissed with them. I'm just pissed how bad of liars they are. That's what pisses me off more than anything. Those lies are about as weak as they come. Dude, I knew somebody that caught their boyfriend like emailing somebody off like I, I don't know what some website or whatever, and they were like, "What's this email about?" And the guy goes, I didn't think they'd reply. <laughs> wow. And I was like, dude, like, so that's, I, like that's, hold, that's a. Hold on. D- did it work? No, no oh, chance. Okay. I was like, dude, that's a horrible. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, that's pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, liar. All right, Played let's for see. for the Astros. Uh, big news. Matt, you tell me if this is big news or not. Uh, all right. Uh, I was bragging to you a couple weeks ago about some weights I've been pushing around. Yeah. 
switched up some exercises, came into work the other day, and Miles goes, what's up with your eye? <laughs> what do you mean, what's up with my eye? And he's like, turn it this way. It's fine now. And I was like, he goes, did somebody punch you? Like, why is your eye all bloody? And I was like, oh, I must have popped a blood vessel. Damn. No way. Yeah. Put them plates up, wow. son. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll take that as a. I like to go That's to the gym news. regularly, too. I've never popped an eye vessel. I kind of have to bow to you. Yeah. yeah, same. That's a new one for me, too. I've hurt my shoulder, you know, strained a quad or whatever. Never popped an eye vessel. You guys aren't lifting. You're not challenging yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Dude, that is a little badge of honor, man. Yeah, right? And you know me, too. It's like right before the show, and I just kind of looked at him. I was like, what's wrong with your eye? The hell you mean what's wrong with my eye? That's fine, man. <laughs> Put up them plates. Thus answering the question, no, you cannot feel when you pop a blood vessel. Right. So then, of course, I ran into the bathroom. I was like, am I dying? Like, what's going on? And then everything's like, no. You just probably, like, I, but I don't know if it's that big of an honor, because I read a lot of things online that said if you sneeze too hard, you could pop, pop a blood vessel. Hey, man, we're going to constipated. I don't yeah. sneeze right either. <laughs> I'm trying. One of my goals this year is to finally do a pull-up. Yeah. So I'm working on the Smith machine. I call it my machine. The Smith machine, <laughs> right? With my legs out on a, on a ball. Like it, it's That's hard enough already. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty goddamn gullible. I thought there was something called the Smith machine. Oh, there, there is. is. Oh, yeah. there is? Okay. I I'm, making a, I'm I, making a joke calling it my okay. machine. I have a client with the last name Smith, and I do the same thing. Yeah, Going over I- to your, your machine, man. He's like 83. <laughs> it's just like the squat rack that you can hook in. Okay, yeah. yeah That's called the Smith, Smith machine? Yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused by the ball. What's going on with the ball with that machine? Your, foot, your feet on it? Yeah, like, right? So I'm underneath it like that, and then my feet are on the ball. Like a reverse plane. To work on the gotcha. pull-up. Cool, I like that. Yeah. Getting those wings going. So it's either that or, uh, you know, 50-pound dumbbells I've been pushing around. Whatever. <laughs> Take that, dumbbells. Do they have the assisted pull-up in there? They do. Okay, nice. I've yeah. done that before. This one is much more like I told Matt. I saw him a couple weeks. Ago, I go, dude, this is crazy, man. Like my back is sore. And then Sunday, I was like, oh my god, no, it's like really sore. <laughs> yeah, like, I shouldn't have been bragging about it Saturday at the bar. So like, yeah, Matt, I'm <laughs> no big deal. I'm huge now. I'm that guy now. <laughs> Sunday, I was just like, oh my god, like, like that really hurts. You were back flexing at the bar. <laughs> yes, touch my back. Touch my back, bro. Feel that? Really? That's the Smith machine working. <laughs> <laughs> 230 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, baby. Jeez. All right, before we get into other stuff, uh, real quick, I finally had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yep. And? Mm-hmm. I had the spicy version. I'm a little bitch to spice. It was fine. It's not really that spicy. Honestly, I thought it was freaking delicious. Dude, thank you. I, I, I had both, and I felt like the original was even better. It had a little buttermilk quality to it. But yeah, man, the bun was fresh. Chicken was on point. There was a pile of chicken on there, too. It was a lot. Yeah, like, pickles. Yeah, really good sauce. Dude, those pickles hit. Yes. Yeah. The pickles you, were the truth. Where did you get one? Where were you? Oh, no. <laughs> Robin, got, Robin got it for me. Oh, okay. And did <laughs> you have yours in Palm Springs? Were you eating it hot, or was it, uh, you know, like a it, little? It was probably like an hour old. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I was eating mine in Palm Springs. Okay. It was probably half hour old. Okay. So it kind of had sat and steamed in the bag a little bit. I'm going to be so, down there next weekend. So I've had oh. one. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I can move. Unpopular opinion. Um, I couldn't get into a Popeye's. I tried the McDonald's version. Was not that bad either. You know about the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. They got like the little sauce. You keep a little pickle. mic discipline here, mate. Huh? You keep oh, a little my mic bad. discipline? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was no, a podcaster. Come on. I was like, wait a minute. You're a <laughs> broadcaster. <laughs> we didn't have to tell you. <laughs> you got to turn these headphones up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. 
McDonald's one's pretty on point, too. Yeah, the original crispy chicken one? No, no, no. Oh. They have a rip-off Popeye's chicken sandwich of their own. <laughs> oh, no kidding. It's a complete blatant rip-off. All right. It's the same thing. It doesn't taste as good, but if in a pinch, you can go to McDonald's and uh, get, get the knockoff. I mean, let's be honest. When's the last time you had a chicken sandwich? And I'm not talking about like the, and I like the Dollar McChicken, but like a real you chicken sandwich. A real chicken sandwich, and we're like, this sucks. I mean, it's a fried chicken right. breast on a roll with mayonnaise. Dude, I'll say this. That Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich is the first time, I think, that I would turn, like, that's the first entrant where I would consider turning down a burger to go with the chicken sandwich. Typically, if I'm in a chicken sandwich mood, I'll get a, a McChicken or whatever, but, like, nine times out of ten, I'm going with the burger. That one makes me question. Hmm. Hmm. Jeets, where do you stand on this? Chicken sandwich or burger? I go burger all day. I'm, I'm like such a massive burger fan. Yeah. All right. Like uh, I, I'm always looking like uh, there's a burger bar in Vegas where you can literally just create your own burger. It's one of the stops I always go to, and I always do something different every time I go there. I just love hamburgers. Yeah, I'm with you. Matt, what do you think? Chicken? Oh, I've burger? been a chicken sandwich guy mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember. I mean, McChickens were kind of... I used to get the more fancy one. Then I started buying my own food. Then I liked McChickens. And... They're not a dollar anymore, by the way. Dude, nothing is a dollar anymore. There's like two things on the dollar. I, know, you just I don't own a car, so I'm not at <laughs> McDonald's a ton. Yeah, uh, but I've always liked chicken sandwiches more. Now I try and stay, you know, in that classier, like, Wendy's or Chick-fil-A stratosphere, because those are, those are my two spots, because Popeye's is too far away, but that's why I'm excited to go to Palm Springs and try one. <laughs> <laughs> Palm <laughs> Springs not too far away from Popeye. Also, also Pollo like, Loco. It's... Polo Loco? Yeah. Yeah, that place is great. That's what's up. And Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out. I'm just laughing. Like, like how people like, go to Palm Springs. The desert's going to be beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're going for other reasons, but I like the idea. Tim Dillon show. I got golf to play and a Popeye's chicken sandwich sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, again, somebody at Thrill said to me, he goes, "Is you liked it. I said, I do. He goes, is it worth murdering somebody over? (laughs) Killing somebody (laughs) over? And I said, no. Might stab somebody. Yeah. Mm. You know? Who is it? You know? That, I feel like that makes a big difference, too. <laughs> That's a good question. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's random. All the fights where people are getting hurt were just randomly in line. Random stranger? Yeah. So we're just trying to decide, is it worth is worth harming people over? Well, you know. I mean, you know, I got kids now. Dude, I don't know. You get hangry? Prisons. Like, That's really <laughs> my thing. I get it. Do I they really do it, think they're going to, like, get a chicken sandwich after assaulting someone? I don't well, know, but it happened. I just can't get over what's, that gap in logic. No, but what's <laughs> happened is like the person in line in front of them got the chicken sandwich. Then they assaulted them and stole and their chicken theirs. sandwich. Oh, so okay. by so that like logic, yes, you do get the scenario. chicken sandwich. Okay. God, that's primal. Yeah. Primal. Respect it. Killer I don't want to do there. it, but I respect it. Killer be killed. Really, you'd like it. to get clubbed over the back of a head for a chicken sandwich? For a $6 chicken sandwich? I wouldn't do it, but I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> they should have a chicken sandwich match at Cage Sport this weekend, man. That's not a bad call. The ladder match. The yeah. <laughs> Two men well, enter, one man leaves with a chicken sandwich. Well, that's the thing going circling back. Now I'm thinking about chicken sandwiches, and now I'm thinking about drinking stuff. Going back to the XFL with them, those guys chugging soda waters. I chug a lot of stuff. I don't know that I've tried to shotgun a soda water. It'd be tough. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's more uh, bubbles than a beer. That that would hurt going down, I would think. Yeah, I still need to shotgun a NAPBR with you. Yeah, we got to get on that do list since I discovered those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I think it's about that time to read some emails, there, Mister Cobb. 
well, perfect timing right out the gate. Uh, the one we talked about earlier, you want to read it? You want me to read it? Sure, I could read it. Okay. Do you have it in front of you or no? I do. I do. Cool. Go for it. Uh, so last week we were talking about uh, CenturyLink Field. Now it's cashless. Cashless. <laughs> Steve. Steve, it's cashless. <laughs> Whether it's uh, legal or not. Uh, so our buddy Carson, the lawyer, <clears throat> like he says, Mo forms of money, mo problems. <laughs> uh, despite our currency clearly stating legal tender for all debts, public and private, vendors can prohibit cash. Anytime two parties enter a contract, which includes sports tickets, read the fine print, or anytime you buy anything, a party can require payment in any form. Example, ACH transfer or prohibit any item type cash. So basically... They can do it because we entered into. I, I don't know what an ACH transfer is. Is it really this big of a deal, though? I can't remember the last time I had cash on me. I use my card literally for everything. Right, but like I was saying last week, there. Like number one, I just think it's weird you can't spend cash. But number two is like there's a lot of people who, frankly, are poor and they don't have cards. So okay, it's like they don't use right. plastic. They use cash for everything, and then it's like, well, you can preload a card at the stadium, put cash in. It's like right, but now you're kind of. Just fully committed to that. There's also quite a few countries that just are at the point, and frankly, I don't disagree with them. They don't trust banks, so they're cash only. You know, like um, you know, India is not the best example because obviously there's banks there who you know are massive. But there are a lot of underbanked people in India for that very reason. You know, they hold large amounts of cash because they believe that's what plays. Yeah, uh, I firmly believe uh, this is 100 uh, percent grade A uh, forking BS. <laughs> Uh, I told and told my contract lawyer, professor, in those certain terms, uh, diplomatically, more diplomatically, when he couldn't give me a decent response instead of the ubiguous uh, all debts declaration on the bills. But short answer is that if you want to buy something and selling, you're going to have to pay for the proverbial man, man and what he wants. By the way, Cobb, if you're in southern Orange County during your sunshine wanderings, want a hell of a good burger, my treat, tiny, tiny mom and pop, greasy smooth, they'll blow your mind. Hit up your boy. We can... Re- Respectively discuss the apo- oh, geez, I can't apocalyptic apocalyptic terribleness of your opinion regarding chicken sandwiches. As always, LARPA oh, on wow. in C-Town. Apocalyptic. What? Carson the lawyer. <laughs> Jesus. He's hot about that chicken sandwich. That sounds like a man who, ha- who hasn't had one from a franchise who knows what they're doing. Because that, that's the thing. There is some variance in fast food. People, you know, people don't want to don't want to acknowledge it. They want to say every McDonald's is the same, and McDonald's for the most part is. But there's some franchises out there that lack uniformity. And what I would, my counterpoint to you, Carson, would be that if you're in Palm Springs, you hit me up, I will get you that chicken sandwich, and I bet you you'll be blown away. Well, that's the Cobb guarantee. Yeah, <laughs> I've only had one of them. On <laughs> and you're right. I won't. I won't mention names, but there's certain places that have gotten bigger and franchised out, and it's like, well, this one's better than that one. You don't want to go to this one. Oh yeah. Oh man. God, not mentioning names is so hard because there's one very local chain that does this, and some of their locations are some of the best spots I go to eat, and other ones are tragic, tragic. Oh, I want to know. Hmm. Tragic. I'll. I mean, I can tell you the category they operate in. All right. They sell burritos, mm. and they had some killer burritos exactly when they were young. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and the one in Juanita's fire. Mm. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, you I guys both thought the same one. All no, right, no, way smaller than that. All right, uh, all right. All right. Uh, uh, you got the other emails over there? Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 2020, year of death and rebirth. <laughs> oh, all right. I've been studying astrology lately, and I'm just going to deem 2020 the year of death and rebirth. Last year was a transformative year, and some friends named it the Year of Feelings. This year, 
I feel like major changes are going to break things, and you'll see a lot of people rise from the ashes. I like that. I'm okay with this. It's good to grow, even if it's super uncomfortable, unfamiliar, and scary. Nothing in this universe is permanent, and everything changes. But thanks to you guys for helping us all float on and feel like uh, we do it as a team. Wishing you all the best in 2020. P.S. Dang it, boys. Don't be afraid in the dating scene. Seriously. You all are ama- so amazing and capable of great things. I want to see you all face your fears and try something scary this year. If you weren't afraid to do it, what would you do? Michelle. As far as the dating scene? Is that what she's talking about? I think so. What would you yeah. do in the dating scene that would scare you? I, I, I don't know. This Approaching is like- attractive women. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeez, you know, look, you're out of your, you're a married man. You're out of your depth here. Well, and I, I've never t- you won t- the game. You t- won t- the you game. Can of back life. me up on this. I've <laughs> never had a problem approaching a, an attractive never. woman, dude. You won the game of life. A lot of us are still down there in that rat maze. Okay, chasing cheese. I'm sorry, did not mean to laugh that loud. So by all means, continue. <laughs> Ted got a number last week. He psyched podcast. about it, man. Yeah. You're just over here flashing that ring around. I'm thinking like the answer is dominatrix <laughs> or something, and you're like an attractive woman. <laughs> Literally, as I said, flash in the ring, he held, held his hands up to create a motion, and the ring just glinted on Ted's eye. <laughs> I also think, too, is like, uh, I was talking to somebody last week, and they're like, what are you afraid of? And I was like, nothing. I go, I told you, like, I'm lazy about it. I'm not on dating apps. I go, what, what do you want from me? I also think there's a big difference between if we were on this podcast every week being like, I am so lonely. Like, if there's only one way to meet a woman, like this and that. You know what I mean? Because it was like a personal friend. And finally, I just looked at him and I said, you need to shut the fuck up. And he's like, what? I go, man, I've been out here for 16 years. Like, I've had three long, like, relationships and stuff. I've been through breakups, like... What are you waiting for? Like, what are you scared of? I was like, you're not some getting deep on me. Like, I just told you, like, yeah, I should be better about it if I was more in. Like, I'm not. I, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I hear you. God, in the same way. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what's scary so for you is commitment. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, thank you. That's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly how the conversation went. Where I was just like, all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What kind of podcast did I join today? <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I love Michelle and those U.S. eggs. Incredible. U.S. egg. In- oh, damn it. That was our Michelle? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a random Michelle. <laughs> All right, Michelle, we'll try something crazy. Do something crazy, Ted. I'm going to do an announcement <laughs> naked. <laughs> Hello, the greatest podcast in all the land. All All the the land. land. Had a great time at the bar before the Dragons game this weekend. Who happens to sit with me and my dad but none other than Ted Smith. Oh, nice. We had a blast, uh, blast, Ted, so that was cool. Uh, Hope to find you again during some home games. Levi. Levi. Yeah, man. (laughs) That was funny. Like, literally, it was just me and Joe sitting at this table, and Levi and his dad were sitting there. And I... I think I just leaned over and said something stupid, like, what do you guys think? You drinking this or this? And then we just, we start. and then I pulled, remember Michael, we met the first year at, uh, at Burning Man? Yeah. Like, I started pulling that, and like, so then Miles is over there, and I'm just going, and Jeets, I've never met this Levi guy, and I'm just like, Levi knows he was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like, Levi's on my Triple side. was great. Levi knows he was there. <laughs> well, uh, right? <laughs> hey, fellas. Been working backwards through the podcasts. I appreciate the good you do. You guys talking about social anxiety and finishing the drill. Kind of inspiring. Anyway, I was in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, I beat the school record for pull-ups with 42. 
Nice. That's some Jeez. pedigree. Huge. I was wow. just talking. All right. Yeah. Obviously. Wait. Yeah. You you know that you have a, a competitor in the pull-up game. Or he got a pull-up coach. I was asking about his credentials. That's a guy with some pull-up credentials. Um, one hour later, I was beat by some ki- skinny little bastard with 43. Oh. So a few years damn. ago, I couldn't do one. It's pretty embarrassing. Ted, not sure if you got your pull-up yet, but I know you can do it. I hope to meet up with you guys sometime. Hit me back. Mike. Oh, nice. Mike. Nice. Dude, there was a guy the other day I was in there just like on the elliptical doing cardio. And he, again, like this guy is just racking them out. And that was like his whole routine. Oh, yeah. Like I saw him do some stretching or whatever. And then he was kind of like pacing around, like he fired himself up. And man, he was just calm, cool. And then just, I mean, they were crisp. Dude, I'll nice. say this. Look, I can probably only do a couple pull-ups, but pull-ups are one of those exercises that when you're doing them regularly, you can just boom, boom, boom and crank them out. Like if you do them regularly for like, you know, a good two, three months, you can get in there and just poof, 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 just rack pull-ups. Yeah. So You, you know, know what the pull-up I do not like is uh, when you're at the gym and on each side there's like a weight machine and there's that pull-up bar in the middle, right? And on the next side, there's two more weight machines with a pull-up bar in the middle. Two people will be working on those weight machines, and the guy picks that pull-up to do his pull-up. You know, the, the, oh, there's oh, an in open between. one? Right, yeah. there's an open one. And he's always like, excuse me, excuse me. I'm like, dude, I don't care about your pull-ups. I'm trying to do me. Why don't you go over there and impress whoever's watching you? <laughs> Has anyone experienced that? Man, I work at a gym. I see you know what I'm talking stuff about. like that all day, every day. And I do teach my clients, like, hey, man, those – Machine stacks like they're on a pulley that rotates. Like go this way, so the per- if someone's doing oh yeah, if you're doing you're like your triceps way. or something, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. Like we've all done that. Gym code, gym code. Yeah, common. A little sense. courtesy goes a long way. Not so common. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we got any more over there? We no, good? All right, well let's check in with what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Check out with what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Check out with what's Matt. Well, uh, I was also at the Dragons game on Saturday. Ted, I missed you. Um, <laughs> I didn't do most much post game. Also missed you afterwards. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, so that was super rad. Um, I got to go down on the field beforehand. Um, a buddy of ours uh, happened to have some weed popcorn in there and gave me the whole bag of it And uh, nice. while I was in line to go on the field. So there's, like, pictures of me on the field holding this, like, innocuous enough-looking bag of popcorn. And then I'm uh, – but, yeah, that and it's just, like, I know in that picture, like, those are edibles. Hell yeah. And it just <laughs> felt awesome. Uh, but it was – it was cool seeing them go through their warm-ups and everything. A lot of the things that they do in their warm-ups are things that I do with my clients in warm-ups. All right. Uh, and so it's just been fun all week being like, you know, these are like professional athlete-level warm-ups. Like, I've seen it <laughs> up close. Well, not to mention, I'm looking at Matt's pictures. He was everywhere VIP. He's on the field. He's in a suite. He's basically in the locker room. I'm like... It's interviewing players. <laughs> <laughs> I got a high-five from one. But he was a Viper. We were on the Viper side. Uh, <laughs> we don't like the Vipers, dude. But I like Tanner hey, McAvoy. They looked like they were watermelons the on their heads. I know. They were goofy. But it was fun, man. It was cool seeing that energy. Like Those guys are fired up to be playing pro football still. Yeah. And, 
yeah, you could just see it on the field, and it was good energy to be around. Uh, I saw Thrill and Mike Hawk um, before when I was, like, walking off, just like, Mark Coke, oh, hey, Thrill, how's it going? Like, um, yeah, so that was cool, and then, yeah, we were in a suite, and uh, they had popcorn in the suite, so I just took one of the bags and, like, put my weed popcorn in it and, like, <laughs> had a great time just hanging out. Um, yeah, it was it was super, super fun to watch that. I got to ask, did your weed popcorn say weed popcorn on it? No. Oh, <laughs> just like a sandwich not. bag? Basically. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> bag of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I guess you can bring, I saw some other people, there's like certain types of snacks you can bring in. I don't know what the rules and regulations are on there, but yeah. I wouldn't give it two thoughts. I, I mean, a bag of popcorn? Yeah. Like, just, just let me walk out onto the, I just felt so awesome being on the field with edibles in my hand. Like, yeah, this is. 2020, baby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Look at me now. Uh, so, yeah, that was super fun. Um, watched the game. Uh, and then afterwards, um, I called our boy George. I was say our boy George, and it's like boy George. It sounds weird. <laughs> our buddy George, my homie George. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he was uh, on his way. He was gonna go meet up with some of our friends um, at, up in Linwood at the Vessel, which was uh, yeah. really cool. Um, they had a window pane snare drum hanging on the wall as soon as I walked in. So I was like, this is my kind of place. I dig it. And, uh, yeah, I hung out with them. Nick was up there. And uh, then we went down to a Chinese restaurant down the street. And I got an order of duck. And I just love eating duck. But this was pre-cut. So I got to, like, there. it was, like, cut into little, like, chunks. And it came with plum sauce. So I was eating them, like, nuggets. I just ate a whole half of a duck with just my hands and like the primal satisfaction of I had duck spring rolls on Thursday night. Where at? Uh stateside. Okay. Pretty fancy place. But I don't I don't know where that is, but I like duck. Yeah, me too. Listen to this guy's weekend. He's on the field for an XFL game, then eating duck nuggets. Yeah, with my <laughs> bare like, hands. Like they, oh, so you are so VIP, man. I, Seriously, man. I'm like getting jealous the more you talk. <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> He's like, I'm not uh, afraid of approaching women. They approach me. <laughs> Would you like a dog nugget? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, our buddy Nick uh, is this, like, elite CrossFit athlete, and we are just talking about, you know, I don't know. The guy just makes makes me just want to be more badass. And so when the duck came out and it was, like, finger food-sized chunks, I was like, I'm not touching that fork. And so... Uh, but it's good to have good friends. Nobody even judged me the whole time, just sitting there eating greasy ass duck with my bare hands, and yeah, had a great time. Um, that was the most eventful day of the weekend. So, all right, that's what we're focused on. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'd eat the duck the same way. I don't think you should have felt bad. Yeah, I would have. They seem like finger food, right? Yeah, was yeah. it an appetizer? Each one was like two bites. It was a half a duck. Like each bite was probably, I don't know, bigger than a half dollar. And so it was, like, two bites with the plum sauce to dip dip it in. And, like, because it's not breaded, it feels more primal than eating chicken nuggets. Was anybody else eating the duck? Not the duck, no. But everybody, a lot, everyone was eating something, pretty much. All right. Well, that's my question. Were you double dipping, or was it just your order of duck? It was just my order. I kept trying to offer people it. I don't think anyone took me up on it. Maybe Nick had a little bit. I can't Did remember. you tell him you had the plum sauce? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you explain I, what was going on? Yeah. And people just looked at me like I was crazy. I'm, like, I'm used Damn. to that. 
I'll tell you what, this podcast is pro duck. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the Oregon ducks. Eating ducks. Okay. I'm, eating I'm in ducks. for duck nuggets for also, sure. Also, there's a Chinese restaurant in Santa Barbara, and they had sweet and sour duck, which I've never seen anywhere else, but it was a game changer. Is that similar to Peking duck? I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know how they pre- prepare Peking. Peking? I mean, the Peking? best duck is duck all. What about duck confit? Duck confit's not bad, but I'll take orange duck any day of the week. <laughs> I just like saying that. Anytime I see <laughs> duck on the menu, I'm in. <laughs> All right, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Look, I'm just going to state the obvious. It's the middle of winter. It's dark out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are doing a lot of inside activities right now in the city of Seattle. A lot of podcasts, a lot of TV shows, catch up on a lot of movies. So, hmm. with that being said, let's tell the people out there what movie, in your opinion, is a 10 out of 10 that most people have never heard of? Maybe they should check out. Oh, man. Mm. Wow. Man. I. <laughs> what movie is a 10 out of 10, yet hardly 10 anyone 10. has ever heard of it? Feel free to email us. Email at thepodcast.com. We'll share it next week or hit us up on the Twitter machine. And I don't know that I watch enough obscure movies like that. I have a backup if you guys want to go a different direction. You guys man, all look I flustered just, right just, now. You got to understand, man. I have a three-year-old, so all I watch is Disney+. Man, Plus. Okay, so yeah, show like, your three-year-old Meet the Deedles, Paul Walker's breakout role. Dude, I have it's seen Toy Story 4 like 800 times last week. Well, let me, say, let me say this. There's a movie I would recommend that a lot of people haven't seen, but also I, I wouldn't say it's 10 out of 10. I feel like that's tough to say a movie that people haven't seen that's 10 out of 10. But I would tell people if you like a Wes Anderson movie, watch Bottle Rocket. Oh, yeah. I love Wes Anderson. He actually just has a, a new movie that either just came out or is about to. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. I was like, and then I was shocked how many people hadn't seen Bottle Rocket, like his first movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I love the Royal Tenenbaums and, um, you know, uh, Grand Budapest and stuff. I've never seen Bottle Rocket. Do like documentaries count? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so there's a uh, documentary on Netflix called The 7-5, and it's about uh, in the 80s, a precinct in New York that went totally corrupt. And oh were, yeah! Have Love you it. seen that? Love it. I've seen. I've watched the preview. I haven't Dude, watched the movie. It's almost like this documentary is so good. It's almost like watching a Scorsese movie. Wow! I would recommend I like it to that. anybody who's into that kind of corruption and gangster and whatever. I'm gonna watch it. Sunday. In fact, there is a there is watch it after this. There is a real person <laughs> on that documentary that you would swear was cast because he's such the perfect character for who he is. Wow, and for nice. people who can't see in here, Matt just scrawled it on his hand. That's how hyped he is. Yeah, I'm in. It's I love seven that seven five. Yeah, the seven five. Seven five. Yep. All I, like I watch that. on Netflix are documentaries about fucked up shit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, my parents would watch like Criminal Minds and SVU and stuff. And I'm like, do you guys check out the Hernandez doc? I feel like, mom, you know, it's kind of up your alley with all those shows. Dad likes sports. Like, we don't watch the real stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> you're missing out, man. Yeah, yeah making seen... a murderer. Like all, right, all those. So you've good. seen making a murderer? Oh yeah. I'm watching this show that's called American Vandal, and it's sh- it's shot the same exact way. It's a mockumentary, but just about a high school where somebody drew a bunch of dicks <laughs> on the faculty's car. I've seen it. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Dude, yeah, and this is Spinal Tap is another good mockumentary. There's, yeah, like, there's multiple yeah. episodes, though, right? Yeah, there's uh, two seasons. The first season's just about the drawing of dicks, and the second season's one called, like, the turd part. You know what's funny? I didn't even realize I had watched it till Dad described it as the drawing of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, that- no, I have seen the drawing of dicks. 
this. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> nice. My record for people would be the City of God. Or it might just be called City of God. Um, the problem is, like, so it was a lot of times international movies don't make it to the U.S. because um, the U.S., obviously one of our biggest exports is it's culture. We have so many movie studios here that we're usually pushing content out. So when they do make it to the U.S., you know it was a huge mega hit around the rest of the world, things like Pan's Labyrinth. But City of God is this Brazilian movie, um, true story about a guy growing up in the favelas, growing up in the slums, um, and... Uh, basically documenting everything he was seeing for a local newspaper while these gangs were fighting. Um, I want to say that he ended up personally winning a Pulitzer Prize, but I'm not sure. And this movie's really good. It follows along. The one downside is you have to be in a pretty active movie-watching mode because it's all subtitles. It's in Portuguese. Mm. But worth the juice is worth the squeeze, I promise you. Sometimes I like subtitles just because of that reason. Like, there's no checking Twitter when you're watching something with exactly. subtitles. I'm watching the new season of Narcos, and it's like... Like Sunday, I was cooking food, and it's like, right, you got to pause that show. You can't right. just listen from the other nope. room. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was just living it, man. I was like three miles from the Belizean border. I hear you. <laughs> there was nine people murdered, like in a gunfight, highway gunfight in the village I was staying in. Like, you, said you, were, you, were there? you said you were in Ciudad, uh, Mexico. No, it was right? like a month before I was there. What's that? See, what's it? Ciudad, Mexico? Uh, I was in Valladolid. Ciudad uh, is just a city. Yeah, I was right. in Ciudad Magico, a.k.a. Bacalar, down on the border. And uh, yeah, there's like, you know, all those things you see on TV, the the police rolling around in those big trucks and stuff, all black body armor and stuff. Just constantly, there was like, you know, dozens and dozens of them. And this, the town was probably eight blocks by six blocks. And there was probably 14 of those trucks with cops rolling around constantly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. High alert. All right. Well, like I said, Cage Sport MMA this Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to cut you off. No, no, that's uh, perfect. I was done. Uh, down at Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, go to uh, Emerald Queen or uh, Ticketmaster to look at tickets. I'll be down there. Matt will be down there. Make sure you say hello, uh, especially after I do the intermission, man. I'm usually standing in the back having a beer, talking <laughs> with people. So I could turn in the microphone and be done working. So, uh, yeah, if you see me, make sure you say hello. Uh, I, don't know. I don't think we have anything else to pimp right now, do we? Jeeks, no. thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me. It was yeah. great to be the, the uh, four-time co-host of uh, the podcast. Hey, you come Fill in for in. a five-timer. we got to get you a jacket like SNL. Oh, all right. <laughs> what color is it? Is it like a green jacket? You know, we haven't really thought. Th- you know what? There it's has got- never been a five-time it's host. It's a dragon it? jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it breathes fire. <laughs> all right, keep breathing fire, everybody. <laughs> for MCTV, for Cobb, I'm Ted Smith. Cheers.